I'm Keontae. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to the, the Crafted, Crafted Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is a new week, a new podcast episode. And yes, we're it so is. glad you're here. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. You know what? <laughs> it's interesting because this is our this is our 13th episode, lucky number 13. And this will actually be coming out the day before Friday the 13th. I thought 13 was supposed to be bad luck. It is, but people say lucky number, you know, since it's, since it's bad luck, people always say lucky number 13. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that's why people said that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting. Look, now, a freebie random fact before we get started on random facts. Did you know that? A when freebie you, random <laughs> fact. Yeah, did you know that when you go into elevators in America, none of the, if the elevator has a, like, more than 15 floors... There's never a 13th floor button option. Yeah, I thought that was crazy. When you told me that, I didn't think you were like, I thought like, okay, he's making that up. But like every hotel I've been to, it has not had a 13th floor. And it's, I'm going to find the anomaly though. I it's feel superstition. Like but I feel like there's going to be one out there with a 13th floor. If there, if there is an elevator that has a 13th floor, my guess is probably like the Trump Tower because he just don't care. And he'll be rolling. like, put, he'll be like, put thirteenth floor on there. But anyway, how how's your week been so far? My week has been okay. I found out I had sleep apnea, so I'm ready to have the best sleep of my life. Oh man, tonight. that's crazy, yo! And I got my machine and everything ready to go, and I am tired all the time. Like literally, I have mm-hmm. like chronic tiredness, and so they say that one sleep with the sleep apnea machine will make you feel like so different. So I'm so excited. And I will let everyone know if it is worth the hype. And if you need to go and do a sleep study so you can get a sleep apnea machine. It's crazy because I wonder, like, for our... I feel like sleep apnea is becoming, like, more prevalent for our generation. Like, there's more and more people I hear every day to be like, oh, I got sleep apnea. Uh, I think it's because we're old. Like, you know, like, the fact that we're in our 30s, I think, like, we're trying to get our ailments together. Well, I'm just saying, like, I don't remember, like, I can't think back to, like, when I was a kid. Like, I mean, of course, things change and they discover new things. So I'm just trying to wondering, like, has, like, was sleep apnea, like, recently discovered or something like that? I just feel like there's been a boom. No, I think that we're old, and so now we're paying attention to it. You know, I'm Mm. like, listen, I got glass eyeballs. No, I don't have glass eyeballs, but I have hard. I do have hard lenses, and now I have sleep apnea. So you know, I'm on my way to being geriatric. Dang, that's that's. that's, And I keep telling my husband he needs to join the sleep apnea train because, boy, did that man be snoring. I'll be snoring, but I don't really be snoring and and gasping for for life. I don't really be tired like you like throughout the day though. Like you, you could catch a nap like anywhere, anytime. Yeah, I absolutely can. But he better go and get checked out. Listen, cause I'm gonna just have to collect the life insurance, and that's gonna be unfortunate when I could just have you instead of the life insurance. But I wonder, like, what's the like if somebody does have undiagnosed sleep apnea, like, are there actual like death tolls for that? Like, yeah, it causes it causes heart attack and stroke. It's it's not the reason you die. It causes it. I mean, like, it it leads to, basically. Like, it's one of the factors, you know? Hmm. And so they're really big on, like, you know, and they say 85% of people don't ever get diagnosed. And they the 85% of people with sleep apnea don't even get diagnosed and don't get treatment. And who's to know if they would have lived the extra 10 years or wouldn't have had that heart attack or stroke, you know? It's interesting to think about. But, yeah, so... Man, we dove deep into sleep apnea, huh? <laughs> I mean, it's it's that's just a, it's just like I said, it's, an inter- it's really an interesting topic because like I don't know, 
I don't think people like how many how many people actually how many people you sit down and just talk to about sleep apnea. I don't know. Listen, are, everybody are in my family habits? has it. My mom, my dad, two of my brothers, and my cousin, and now me. It's genetic, also. Hmm. That's and wild, yeah. and sleep apnea also causes anxiety, depression fatigue it's like it was like a whole list they made us take a whole class so now i'm a sleep apnea enthusiast (laughs) but yes let's get into our let's get deep segment i feel like let's get deep is a tongue twister let's get deep let's get deep let's get deep let's get deep nah it's not (laughs) (laughs) he's the worst that's how you practice (laughs) okay so the question is, what's something that you don't get hype, the hype about and why? Something that I don't get the hype about? Yes. Mm, man, what don't I get the hype about? This new Drake album. That's for sure. <laughs> so that's what you don't get. And why? <laughs> don't, well, don't go into a dissertation. <clears throat> Listen, my husband, y'all, he has, a, he has a dissertation response to everything, okay? This man has so many facts and knowledge swimming around in his brain. So I'm, I have to unfortunately give him the disclaimer. Please don't get into a dissertation because this man could spend the whole podcast talking about the Drake album. No, nah, no. Nah, well, I'll, I'm going to save that for, I'll save it for later for my lifestyle Oh, you're going to talk about that? <laughs> Okay, so that's leave. I'll, well, I'll that's save some, a piece that's of some it. foreshadowing then. I'll save a piece of it. But anyway, so another thing I don't really get the hype about that like everybody is not everybody really is women that are on it are these Stanley cups. Like <laughs> every like most of the women in my office that I work at like they have Stanley cups and I'm just first off they're first off I think they're expensive, right? Yeah, they are. They're like yeah, they're 60 little bucks they're a little expensive bucks. number one. Then number two like me when I when I get a water bottle, especially like a thermos or like a flask type of water bottle, I like my um like drink spout to be covered. You know what I mean? Because I don't want anybody sneezing or coughing and they bacteria coming on my spout that I drink out of. So I like mine to be covered. But the stand most of the Stanley cups I see is like a just a long giant straw that's poking out. I'm just like, Ugh, anything could just fly on there. But it's so small. It would take like really a precise. It'd be a precise germ. To land directly onto your straw. Well, COVID was getting around like everybody cousin, so that was that, that, that's <laughs> I don't <different>. know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm rolling. Okay, so you don't get the Stanley Cup hype. I'm not big on hype like that either, like on the Stanley Cup hype. I do have a Stanley Cup because my husband bought me one. But it's but it's a special one. It's like like I said, it's one of the covered ones. Yeah, it is covered. <laughs> now you have to buy me the other one. Cause why not? But Stanley Cup, just like anything, it's just it's a regular cup. It's a brand. Like all of a sudden, some person on TikTok bought it, and now everybody wants one. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it works like just like any other cup. You know, I do like my Stanley Cup because I don't know. It is kind of aesthetic. Maybe I'm buying into the hype a little bit. Okay, I respect that. So something I don't get the hype about is celebrities. Uh, rappers, <laughs> Wait, actors. What's the hype about celebrities? Everybody is like into celebrity culture, and like everybody's into like, um, oh, I'd cry if I met them, or 
I'd mm. um I have to pay these thousands of dollars to go see them in person, or I have to pay a thousand dollars to get to hug a celebrity. Listen, I will walk down the street and I will not know who a celebrity is. <laughs> oh, I don't recognize <laughs> most of them. I can't name. I could tell you who my favorite artist is, and I cannot name a single song from them. Like you know, like I just don't get celebrity Bruh. culture and how people are so like, oh, I want to be famous. Like I don't get it. I just don't. And there is a lot of hype around it. I just, I don't get it. <laughs> she ain't lying. Look, we I got a video I'm going to put on TikTok. I'm going to put it on TikTok this week. That this where my wife talking about this video for 100 yeah, years. Yeah, because I've had it and I haven't, I haven't published it or I haven't put it out there. But this is my wife attempting to name celebrities just off their face alone. And it is hilarious because she is so dead, just so dead serious. I always yeah. tell a story about we were at the airport one time. We were coming from Hawaii. I told this on the podcast before. Oh, I've said this story? But anyway, yeah. yeah you like, talked about Jay Leno. Yeah, how how you grow up in L.A. or in California, Southern California, and you don't know, you can't recognize who Jay Leno is. I don't know who all, all my is. All the listeners, if you know who Jay Leno is without Googling him, without having to Google an image of him, let me know. I've I'm heard just, of him. I just don't I'm know just, what he looks I'm like. I'm trying to see something. And I honestly don't. Is he a news reporter? Oh my gosh! No, he had. I was gonna say I honestly don't know what he does a either. Talk show. Oh okay. What show was it? The Tonight Show. Oh, there's a Today Show as well, isn't there? <laughs> that's the news show. Oh, there's that's true. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. Okay, so what's your random fact? Um, my random fact today is um, speaking of speaking of googling, um. Do you know, do you know why Google actually created the, you know, like when we're trying to find a picture or something, we go to Google and we go to Google Images? Yeah, try why? To find a picture? Do you, do you know why they created that? I do not. Or do you know when it was created? Um, in the year of Google. <laughs> the year of Google. <laughs> Google Images was actually created because of Jennifer Lopez. Um, if huh. you if you guys remember, I, I believe it was the MTV Awards she went to. It might have either been the MTV Awards or it might have been the Grammy Awards. That I'm not too sure of, but everybody remembers like that famous green dress that she had, the one that had like the long V neck, the long cutout. Anyway, everybody except <clears throat> me remembers that green yeah. dress. Most I'm about to say if if people are if you're into pop culture, I think once I say Jennifer Lopez green dress. I think that it'll pop up in most people's heads. But anyway, um, after the award show that she went to, so many people went on Google to try to find the green dress and look for the image of it that Google just created the image function on their website because of that search, because of how deep and wide that search was. So that we have Jennifer Lopez to thank for the creation of Google Images. That is absolutely wild. Like the fact that you know that, not the fact that they created Google images from J Lo, but like, who needs to know that? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just know. I don't know. He just likes random facts. Yeah. All right, let's get into our forever segment then. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna talk about what we were supposed to talk about last week, but you know we got chatty Kathy, me and you. <laughs> we was both talking it up it's last week. It's a podcast. Week. We both have talked. You're right. It is. <laughs> It is essentially a talk show. Um, so it's going to be about how we stay connected as a couple. And even when we worked different schedules, because we worked opposite schedules at one point. Remember? Mm, yeah. And so how do we stay connected, husband? Well, how we stay connected, um, 
there I, well since there's a couple um we text throughout the day like if we're working opposite schedules or if we're away from each other we're constantly texting throughout the day back in the day it was you it was really just like text messages now though fast forward in 2023 is tiktoks <laughs> you sending me like 50 tiktoks in one day I think that's really how we stay connected because <laughs> because you're sending me a video and like I know that we're laughing in unison even though we're miles apart. I'm cracking at whatever up. video you're sending me. But yeah, back in the day before there was ever TikTok, we was just simply just text messaging text messaging each other. I think that's the good thing with technology because even though like we have social media and everybody kind of feels so distant. Like you do also have more ways to feel more and more connected to the people that you want to be connected to. So that was one way that we always stay connect. We stayed connected. Yeah. And um, another way we stay connected is um, really just carving out like time when we get home with each other. Like okay. I always I have this thing like if you were working like even if you were working like a late shift or if you were out somewhere late. I just can't fall asleep. I can't go to sleep and like you, I can't have like you returning home and I'll be in bed, just sleep. And then you get in bed and then sleep. Yeah. I'm always standing up waiting for you. He will be up for me. Me, I sleep like a baby. Boy, I I had a mess. When when you get the bed to yourself, that's so nice. You just stretch out in that thing. And we have a California King. I'm sorry. So, but even like, even when like, if we were both working and like I was dead tired or something like that, like, I'm trying to make sure, like, I'm standing up and I have enough energy with you so that we can at least, like, watch a show with each other. You know what I mean? Lay out on the couch, just rub on each other and watching us a show. Rub on each that's other? Connect- that's connection. <laughs> I'm rolling. So, that's how you... Okay. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, you going to sing for us? <laughs> go ahead. Let no, them know no, what no, you go got. Ahead. Let go them ahead. know what you're working with. Good. Okay. Yeah. Um, we do text throughout the day, and we used to text throughout the day. You know, that's one of our staple things, like you said. We also, when we worked opposite schedules, then um, on the way home, I would call him. I worked, uh, or on the way to work. It was either one or the other. I worked graveyard at one point. And so either on the way to the work, I would call him, or on the way home from work, I would call him. And we'd talk. Um, I've worked the 2 to 10 shift when I worked for probation. And I would call him on the way home from work. Matter of fact, I called him on the way home from work, and we I went into labor getting into an argument with him. I don't <laughs> and argue I had, with people. Oh, my goodness. And people I had August. Argue with me. I had August, um, you know, that, that next morning because I got into an argument on the way home from work. So, but, you know, we also do... We're supposed to do our monthly date nights. We skipped because, you know, I was grieving. But then I had my, my husband took me out. Um, I think we did. Oh, we went to Catalina. No, that was July. That was her anniversary. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think we skipped for um, August. But usually, you know, we do a date night a month and we alternate turns planning it. So the woman isn't doing everything because that's how it'll end up. But um, well, that depends on who you with. Honestly, I think that most men, because when we first started, I feel like I was the one who brought it up. I feel like most women are the initiators in that manner. You know what I mean? Mm. And not, you know, the consistent initiators is what I should say. And so what else do we do to stay connected? We have a shared calendar. 
And so, you know, we could put whatever in there if we want to do something together or as a family. Um, well, hold on. I don't want to hold your thought. I just want to bring into the, the point of the importance of a shared calendar. Like, it seems like something so simple and so trivial. But, man, a shared calendar is just so pivotal, like, to a relationship. It's out, it's, yeah. It's really like a building block of communication because you can see exactly what your partner has lined up. And, like, what kind of time, you know, frames you have to plan stuff or, like, you know, just want to do something spontaneous. Like, I can look at my calendar, know her Saturday is open. Well, it's not open this Saturday, but I can, <laughs> you know, I can look at her calendar. I can look at the calendar and see a Saturday open and be like, you know what? I'm going to call my mom up, see if she can watch the kids, and let's just go do something spontaneous or something like that. Right. Um, But, you know, because without that, back in the day... Back in the day, we used to always be We used like, to get into it because we. I'd be like, you didn't tell me that. Or he'd be like, you didn't tell me that. And I'd be yes, like, yes, I did. I did. <laughs> and then, honestly, we didn't know if we told the person or not. We <laughs> over here arguing our point and not even sure, honestly. Yeah. Like, you know, so the shared calendar was pivotal. And that did really change our communication. I'm totally in agreement with you on that. Mm-hmm. Totally in agreement. Also, something that my husband does is he... Um, lays in bed with me while I go to sleep, which I think is so funny because I'm at the point in our relationship and we've been together so long. I could, I could, I could go to sleep. Yeah. I could go to sleep like in the bed by myself. Like I don't need, you know what I mean? I feel like I'm secure enough to where I don't need him in the bed with me. It's not like, Oh, that, that means he loves me less if if he's not in the bed with me. But, um, and I used to think that way, like, oh, no, if he loves me, he'll be in the bed. Because this man used to be up, when we first got married, playing the piano. <laughs> hey, but you told me I could do that. At night. Did I tell you that? You t- you t- remember when before we before we got our first apartment, and I was like, man, I, wanna get, I had that piano. And you was like, oh, that's, when we, when we move in with each other, you know, you could just set your piano up on the side of the bed. And when I fall asleep, you could just roll over and play your piano and make some beats and stuff like I, that. I don't remember saying that, but if I did say that, I'm compl- <laughs> I was really delusional back then. But anyways, I totally got an attitude because I'm like, I ain't get married for you to be not in the bed with me or whatever. And so, but that was 19-year-old Kristen. Listen, I don't care now. Listen, you could go downstairs and play the piano oh all night gosh. until you, until your head uh, pop off. Well, I don't know. I got, well, now I got another piano in here. That's on the side of my bed. Yeah, he does, and he never plays it. Absolutely. <laughs> I just play during the day. Some clothes are sitting on it right now. That it, you, you absolutely right. I got my so, hoodie on there and a couple of shirts. Yeah. But yeah, so that's one of the ways he likes to stay connected with me. He likes to stay in here till I fall asleep, and then he gets up and because he's a night owl, I'm an early bird. But listen, when it's time to wake up early, I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we made these three kids together. Ain't nobody told you to stay up all night now. Let's get let's get into these kids. Get into it. <laughs> yeah, but I can get I can get up. But though, he does like... get up though. That's I'm 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 joking in a way. So you know he does mm-hmm. get up. But listen, I will open the blinds though if he don't. Oh I'll be like, gosh. come on, come come hither, attend to the children. <laughs> but yeah. So what other ways we stay connected? Can you think of any other ways? Um. Just well, we haven't we haven't done it in a while, but we do have this journal. Um, there's a, it's like a couple's journal and every day you, it's like, it prompts you with questions and then, um, you know, you answer the question or write in the journal and you do that every day and then you come back and like read what your partner put or, you know, vice versa. Yeah. Um, Keontae like that. 
I did like it. We we had a good streak going on for a minute. Matter of fact, even when you stopped, I was like, well, I'm going to just continue yeah, to do it. Yeah, he kept going for months and months, y'all. <laughs> I, did, I, just I ain't like, going to okay. lie. That's just not, that wasn't my cup of tea, to re- be real. Well, like, did you just not like it or it was just tedious for you? I just, it, I don't want to sit and write anything. Like, you know, I just don't. Like, maybe if we, like, had a, a conversation about it it would be different hey that would be cool cool to bring on the podcast we could switch let's get deep with the journal question huh. um okay. but yeah so i just i just wasn't into it and it was just like i don't want to try and remember that every day and then i didn't want to write every day i got three kids i'm taking care of i'm trying to work i'm trying to cook i'm trying to do stuff for my husband like no i don't want to take the 30 seconds or the two minutes to do that i just didn't I'm not going to lie. But I did keep it going for a while to appease him. And then I just said, uh, party over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but <laughs> he liked that. If you really like it, we could do it again. But, <laughs> no, girl, not uh, after you didn't dogged it. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't about to do that. Not dogged it. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> um, um, any other ways you could think of? Well, another way we stay connected is through our shows. You know me. I'm a, I'm a cinephile, so... For most of those that you don't know what a cinephile is, it's just a person that's just like a film enthusiast. But me being a cinephile, I also love TV shows, like great TV shows. And so me and you, like I said, we we have our we we have our select TV shows that we watch together. I know everybody has, you know, every couple has that unwritten like, don't watch the show without me. But like, (laughs) we really do that. Like, we really stick to that, stick to a T. But I, I feel like us actually picking shows because there, I've talked to actual couples and like some of them don't watch shows together. Like, they might they might watch a show together here and there, but it'd be like unplanned. But for the most part, they have like their own separate shows that they watch. I just find that to be odd. But anyway, we have our own set shows that we watch together and we don't move forward like watching them by ourselves. And I think that keeps us connected because it really keeps us something. It really keeps something interesting for us to really talk about, really take a deep dive into, especially when the show is good. Like we finished Silo on Apple TV. Man, that was a good show. It was good, honestly. You know, it got our brains going. You know, we had deep conversation about it. And yeah, so that's that's another way to get, you know, stay connected as well. Yeah. Another way that we used to stay connected. We haven't done this in a long time, but we used to have at home date nights. And Mm -hmm. um, that's basically exactly what it sounds like. You wait till your kids go to bed and you might even put them to bed a little bit earlier. And then um, we just do something together that's not watching TV. So it could be like playing a board game. We've done paint, um, like a paint and sip <laughs> kind of thing. Um, what else have we done? We've done, oh, we've cooked together. We've done mm-hmm. a few little things. Um, we do like a spa day, like have the foot. Oh, the pedicure little, machine yeah. things. Yeah, so there's all types of little things that we could that we've done like that home date nights. I really like those. We should bring those back. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the small gestures, like you know, I that's mostly a me thing. I'm a small gesture type of person. I like to come home with the cheesecake for him, or I like to uh, to come home with a shirt or something from Ross, or you know, something little. And so I like to do that. I brought and, you a calypso yesterday. What's a Calypso? That little lemonade drink. Oh, yeah. The Southern. (laughs) He bought me a Southern peach lemonade. I do like, you know, specialty drinks and stuff. And I specifically like lemonades. So, yeah, that was something small that he did. 
that was cute. I, I haven't done a small gesture in a while, I don't think. Well, we've been Gesture we've been is an ugly busy. word. I hate that word. What, gesture? <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is an interesting word. It's like, that. that's in the bag with moist. <laughs> <laughs> a moist gesture. Like, where they come up with these words at? <laughs> yeah, I hate that. Okay. Um, another thing we do is we travel together. Listen, though, mm, we have not traveled travel. in a few years. We haven't traveled alone in a few years. We've done like a couple staycations. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, we did one in Laguna Beach that was so nice. It, if you need a staycation, but you don't, you want to drop the dollars, but you don't want to take a flight, then go to the surf and dollars. sand in Laguna Beach. It is a good $500 a night easily. But you will feel like you're in a different country, honestly, and you don't even have to go that far. I yeah, love. Yeah, I really like that place, except for when we had breakfast. They pancakes were thirty dollars. I didn't like that that much. <laughs> but they have your own like beach entrance from the hotel. You walk down the steps, like it's really it's really player like and stuff. Yeah, it's very player like. You know, plur. You know like, I mean? When I used to work in the jail, a kid used to say plur. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just I, I'm just thinking about when we was there. Like, I got a smile on my face. Really, locate, well, I'm like, I'm still in school. And the day that we went, remember I was trying to, I had to turn in my final, like oh, my yeah. final project. And the, like, my project would not turn yeah, in. Yeah, you stressed out yeah, a so whole that half night, a day. The that night, messed you the up. The night that we got there, I was stressed out. This man was ready to cry looking like no. Because I was like, bro, I need to pass this class. And I was telling him, like, bro, just email your teacher. Stop playing. Oh, man. But yeah, so traveling together is big, 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 big. Another way, I guess this will be the last way, or unless you have any more, but is we, um, well, this is really me. I like to maintain my independence a little bit. I wasn't really big on that. I used to be kind of like a stage four clinger. That's what I call my kids. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I was a, that's not a real thing, by the way, if anybody wants to look up. What is a stage four clinger? No, it it's just I was kind of like really like on my husband, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be in a skin. But now, no. <laughs> now I do value my independence a lot. And so it gives me an opportunity to like really miss my husband and miss my kids. And I went on a whole school psych conference last year for a week and it was like one of the best weeks of my life because literally I just got to wake up and do me every day no worry about kids no not that I have to worry about my husband but Mm -hmm. you know I just don't have to like I just get to do what I want like I don't have to be like oh my god I gotta eat three meals a day I could eat dessert and he don't and I don't have to have him looking at me like babe that's not healthy you know yeah (laughs) but see I think there's I think there's um there's a really an important component to that like it sounds cliche, it sounds backwards. Like, how do you get connected by disconnecting yourself? <laughs> um, but it's really like I think it's just he- it's healthy to do that. Like, there's always a saying that you know we have to go through the rain to really enjoy the sunshine. To really like you know, because especially in California, <laughs> like you go we see poetic. the yeah in California, like we see the sun all the time. It's always warm. And whatnot, and oftentimes we just walk outside, take the sun for granted. We even get mad that it be that the sun just be out. You know <laughs> what I mean? But once it start raining, boy, let it rain for four days straight, and then once we get that little sunshine on a weekend, we be like, oh my, oh my God, the sun! I, how I've missed you. You know what I mean? So in the same sense, in your relationship, because like I said, with us, we've been together for fifteen years. Fifteen years, and now we have three kids. You know, seven, six, and two. Woo! So time is just really scarce. 
Um, but we're still, even with time being scarce, time, time, quality time is scarce with us. But we've been together for 15 years in each other's faces. You know what I mean? You have to really kind of edge out that time to get disconnected and like kind of do your own thing just to kind of wander away so that you can, you know, start to miss your person. You know what I mean? And really kind of just think on it and like, you know, just be grateful and not take them for granted. Be like, man, like I really miss her today. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that is a great way to bring back a connection because oftentimes too, when you're in relationships, especially a relationship as long as ours, you can often get lost in a relationship. You can get lost in a marriage where that person becomes everything to you. And yeah. should no, nobody should be your everything. Well, not even just a person, just a routine of life. The I'm a mom now, or I'm a dad now. And you know, this is just what I got to do. Like, I'm a you husband, know? I'm a wife, that's it. Yeah, we're big on, like, self-care and really, like, you know, just doing things that really b- brings pleasure and joy to you. Um, but, yeah, man, getting away and disconnecting and then coming back to each other, it's a, it's a great way to stay connected. Yeah, so, I'm yeah. I'm very big. I'm huge on self-care. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so <laughs> let's go into our Roots and Bloom topic mm-hmm. now. Roots and Bloom, today is, I wanted to mix it up. I feel like we've been a little heavy talking about the parenting styles and all that kind of stuff, you know. And sometimes that stuff could get draining, and parenting is draining in general a lot of times. So, today we're going to lighten it up a little bit, and we're going to talk about things your parents used to say. So, and we're going to explain, you know, what it meant, and, you know, all that good stuff. So do you want me to start? Give an example. Yeah, because what you what's, okay? What's your so angle one here? of the things that my mom used to say is, "If you make your bed, you have to lie in it." Do you know what that means? Oh yeah, it's just that you like whatever you do is on you, pretty much. Yeah, I don't, I don't basically. Know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you do is on you. <laughs> like what? Yeah, literally. That means like, listen, I told you all I could tell you. Now, if you decide to go against what I said, then you're going to have to deal with it, basically. And so, you know, that just goes in all aspects of life. Like, if your parents tell you, oh, you know, I want you to go to this college or whatever, or I think you should try this. And if you decide to go against what they say, which, you know, you're, you can choose to. Everybody has free choice and stuff. Then if it doesn't work out, then you're going to have to be the one to deal with it. And mm-hmm. so that was like one of the things that rang in my head as I got married. Cause I did, obviously we got married young. We went against everybody. Mm-hmm. We, you know, it was not very many supporters of us. Two of my brothers were supporters, my big brother, Troy and my brother, Chad. But most people were like, ah, nah, like, come on, girl, be for real. But you know, so when we were going through our first year issues and our second year issues, even our third year issues, I was like, oh my God, I made my bed. Like, you know? Yeah. And so, but my new spin on that is if you make your bed, you don't have to lie in it. You don't. If you think about it, if you make your bed, change it, change the sheets, figure it out. You know, if you, you know, and so I think that like lying in it kind of gives me, this might be too deep, but it kind of gives me like the, Oh, you just have to stick with it. You have to deal with that issue no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have to deal with the issue. However, there's things you can do to change it. And there's things that you can, there's active steps you could take to change your situation. And our 
instance, we actively uh, decided to seek God. We ex- actively decided to work on our marriage. And so, therefore, now we're sitting here 15 years later or whatever. And, you know, we're we're happy. We're healthy. We're in love. And so I did not have to lie in my bed. I was able to change the sheets and get a California King, baby. That's good stuff. That's good. So, what's something your mama used to say? Or, you know, the parent <clears throat> colloquialisms. I know you always say a funny one. It don't have to be so deep, you know? Well, I was about to say, yeah, I'm trying to think, like, because, you know, our parents are, like, our parents are very different in age. So, I feel <laughs> like your mama is going to have, like, a bunch of, like, the wisdom. old wisdom sayings, you know what I mean? Like, the old, like, the old folk sayings, you know what I mean? Dang, where don't my do mom my mama. Is, where, it yeah. ain't no old. Well, my mom had well, my mom had me when she was seventeen, so you know, my mom was young. She was a young hen. <laughs> yeah. Not just kidding. <laughs> but one thing my mama used to tell me when I was little was, um, if I drove a car with the light on, I was gonna get a ticket. <laughs> what? But that was everybody's oh, parents. No, <laughs> she was so she used to be so adamant about that, and I'm just like, what? She was so adamant about that and said that so much that when me and you started dating and we started driving, I used to tell you like, girl, you can't drive with the light on because the cops will stop you and give you a ticket. And then lo and behold, just a quick Google search, I found that to not be true. It was debunked. And so then I asked her about it, like, girl, where'd you get that from? She was like, oh, I don't know. I think somebody told me that. But anyway, now the deep spin on this, on that subject, because it is funny. Like, a lot of parents have said that to people. But it's really just the act of really searching out something for myself and actually getting the truth. Um, you know, and really oftentimes we can just go about in the world, whether it's at work, whether it's at church, you know what I mean? Whether it's just your circle of friends who your influence is, oftentimes we hear what people say or we listen to what people tell us and we just kind of take what they say and say, huh, that must be it. You know what I mean? But you really have to take life in the per- in the perception of life into your own, you know I mean, your own responsibility to really figure something out. Like, you know, even though because you got dragged to church or your mom says, like, you got to you go to church. Yeah, I mean, you get in church and the pastor is saying one thing just because he's saying something doesn't necessarily make it true by what he's saying. Like, it's up to you to actually get in that Bible and figure out what God is trying to tell you in, in building that relationship with Christ for yourself. You know what I mean? Oftentimes, so many times, like, I've I've worked at a job or, like, gotten a new job and, like, an old employee tried to tell me, like, oh, you know, you can't do X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? I'll just be thinking to myself, like, that's not even, like, that serious. So then I'll just take it upon myself and go ask HR, go ask the manager, be like, are we able to do X, Y, and Z? And I'll be like, well, yeah, you can. Mm. You know what I mean? And so if I would have just stuck to my, what the person, what the old employee told me since I'm the new employee, I would have never been able to actually figure out what I can and can't do if I didn't really investigate that myself. So, you know, okay. that was a, that's a life lesson. And I guess what my, what my mom said with that light being on and, and getting a ticket. Man, my toxic trait is that I don't believe nothing anybody says. Like, I question everything. So the fact that I you used to tell me that, and I was thinking when you used to tell me that, I ne- like, my parents used to say that too, but I was always like, I've never seen anybody get pulled over for that. Like, be for real. And so, mm-hmm. because I've never seen anybody get pulled over, what did I do? I turned that light on. I literally question everything everybody says, and I want to know for myself. And, That's good. And I always find out, you know? 
but then, you know, also I come off as like a skeptic, so, you know, whatever. Um, but I have two from my dad that are kind of funny. He mm. always used to say, a hard head makes a soft, you know what? Soft behind. Yes. And we know what that means. That means that basically if you hard head, it's kind of like if you make your bed, you're going to lie in it a little bit, huh? That means yeah, it's, if, the same. it's about the same. Yeah, if, if you yeah, basically if you hard head it, then you go, then the world is gonna show you, or you know, or you're gonna get a whooping. You know, that's a Julian '90s parenting. You know, and so another one my dad used to say is, "You don't believe fat." Well, actually, I thought it was. I thought he was saying, "You don't believe fat means greasy." <laughs> you don't believe fat means greasy, and I was like, "I guess that what that meant is Wait. like you don't believe what I'm saying." What I'm telling you, but really what the saying is and what he was saying is you don't believe fat meat is greasy, which I think is crazy. Did that's, it? that's what that that's what that means. Yes, that means huh. you don't believe what I'm saying. Like I told you this. You better believe me, basically. And so let me show you. I'm going to show you better than I could tell you. That's, that's like a, the same thing. That's a um, what do they call that? Okay. That's a Mandela effect. I don't know. All this is. time. Like you think of a saying. All this time, you thought that that saying was that. Like, all these years, you thought it was fat means greasy. And then you find out that it's you realize fat it's meat, fat is, meat greasy. is greasy. Yeah. Which is crazy. I hate that. <laughs> like, I don't that's like wild. It. Yeah, I don't like it. You have any more from your mom? You had a funny one from your mom. Should I, shall I remind you? Yeah, remind me. You used to say, like, uh, you used to say, like, oh, uh, she'd be like, get that off the wall before I hit you, or something, like, before I hit you with the wall or nah, something. Nah, that's just regular black mama talk. You talking, about, <laughs> <laughs> you talking about, like, if you, pretty much for, for an example. Yeah, like, give an example. Because <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to do. You could tell I don't do it. I don't do it very like, often. Like, for example, if you're a kid, right, you ain't supposed to be, like, standing on the couch. And then, like, I'm a kid and I'm about to stand on the couch and be like, look, me, look at me, mom. I'm going to jump off the couch. And then your mama say... <laughs> I'm gonna jump you. <laughs> I'm gonna jump you. <laughs> I'm gonna jump you behind. Yeah, that's like tip. That's like just typical mom saying. <laughs> if you don't get off the couch, I'm gonna jump you. That's funny. Anyways, that's a saying. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what that mean? Tell us what that means. <laughs> that mean that that mean that every black mama is low key a comedian. Like you gotta have a little bit of comedian in you to be a mom. Really, to be a mom. Like it's just funny because it's like. Here you are just trying, even me, like, us being parents, like, here we are just really just trying to do the best, like, being parents, and before you have a kid, you kind of just look at life and, like, I'm going to be a dad one day, I'm going to be a mom one day, and that your kid is just going to be, like, so easy, so mild-mannered, they're not really going to, like, try to endanger themselves like that, but, bruh, every time I turn around, these kids is just doing wild stuff, (laughs) you know what I mean, that I'm like, bruh, I got to tell you this? Like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta really teach you and, and and show you. Absolutely. Um. So really, so now that I'm, you know, now that I'm my own parent, uh, I mean, now that I'm a parent now of you're my your own, own kids, you're your daddy, <laughs> he is daddy son. <laughs> now that I'm a parent of my own kids now, like I just kind of look back on that and just all them sayings that my mom used to say, oh, and now, and now I'm, it's me, I'm, I'm my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man. man, that's funny. <laughs> Another one my mom used to say is, "You'll come to know what I know," and that's what her mom used to say to her. So this is this is like three generations now, and so you'll come to know what I know means like basically, 
I am trying to teach you and but you'll learn basically what I'm trying to teach you through life. And so, you know, and I have come to know a lot of what my mom knows, like, you mm-hmm. know, as an adult now and with as a mother of my own children. So I have come to indeed know what she knows, some of the things. And so I'm like, wow, it really puts it in perspective. And another thing she used to say is, I could teach you or the world could teach you. And so, you know, she always was trying to pass on her knowledge. And she was saying, like, listen, I'm an easy teacher, baby. I'm just, I'm your mom. My mom was, I told you, my mom was a was a, a authoritative parent or a conscious parent before there was conscious parenting. And so she'd try and teach and and have us learn and all those things. But sometimes, you know, as a kid, you're just hard-headed. And you just don't want oh, to learn the things that your parents are trying to teach you. And so she used to say that. And thank God the world was not such a hard teacher for me. I learned pretty fast, I think. And the Lord protected me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Parents are great. When you really just when you really just sit and think about, like, just your childhood and growing up, just like, so like just these sayings and, like, these examples, like, you know, I think you just really come to a point of just, like, really being grateful for, like, the way that you were raised and just your parents. It's yeah. just it's just interesting, interesting reflection. Yeah, I mean, you know, parents really did the best they could at that time. And you can't forget that your own parents have their own trauma. They have their own ways that they were raised. And they were born in a certain time period. And... Mm-hmm. You know, they're also a product of their environment, their genetics, their, all that kind of stuff. And now, in 2023, we have access to the internet, we have access to social media, and, and all the things out there to Google. And so, I think that is one of the reasons why us as millennials are trying to be different a little bit, and we're consciously thinking about how we parent our children Mm -hmm. and things like that. And so I just feel like, you know, people shouldn't really hold a true grudge against their parents because honestly, if you ask them about their childhood and ask them about their life, then you'll start seeing why they made some of the decisions that they made and why they raised you the way that they raised you. And you could also know that they probably broke some chains too, you know, and they might've not broke all the generational chains that you're breaking and you're not going to break them all either. Your kids are going to break some. And so, you know, they indeed did break some generational change. If you wasn't getting beat with a switch, that's a generational change. You know what I mean? That's a generational chain. If you weren't, um, you know, getting really mistreated and things like that and getting beat with switches and extension cords and all those kind of things, those are some generational chains they broke, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they're trying they tried the best they could and all we could do is try the best we can and we're not gonna we are not gonna break all of the train chains dang chains is tearing me up right now <laughs> <laughs> you funny yo well but yeah that's parents and that's roots and bloom well let's get into our lifestyle section so today my lifestyle section is going to be all about music um i pre i preface drake is it do you say preface or do you say preface 
I don't know. I, I usually say preface. Okay, good. I, was about to say, I think that's one of them tomato tomato situation. <laughs> but anyway, I preface my lifestyle section with Drake, but I'm not even actually going to talk about Drake too much. I am going to talk. I am going to bring him up because, bruh, people just overhyped this release. I, people was really waiting for this release, right? And Drake, like, I, like, I consider myself a Drake friend. Like, I actually like Drake. But I liked more so the comeback season, So Far Gone, Take Care, even Nothing Was the Same Drake, you know, the Fear Drake, the Stay Scheming Drake. Like, that's the type of Drake I like, you know what I mean? And, bruh, this album that everybody was waiting on, bruh, it was super mid. Was so, it? this album is called, it's called For All the Dogs, right? So you think in the this title is for like my dogs. This yeah, you thinking like for all the dogs, like you like, oh man, it's about to this be about some, to go. It's about to be some bangers on there. Some you know, like he about to get in this bag. Boy, that sound like it sound like some it sound like for all the puppies or something. I was like, what is this? But anyway, really what I want to talk about Drake and I really want to touch on is because right now, since Drake album came out, well actually I want to highlight J. Cole's verse on first person shooter because it's probably verse of the year. Cole is that guy. But really what's going on with Drake's album or the thing that's kind of overshadowing it right now is his back and forth with Joe Budden. So after the album came out, like many people, a lot of people were just like, bro, like this album ain't that great, right? So Joe Budden has a podcast, went on and talked about, you know, Drake's album. He didn't really like critique it like song by song, but Uh more so he had an overarching critique of saying or stating that like, He's kind of tired of hearing Drake, like, talk about the subject matter that he talks about. And, you know, he's just, like, Drake, pretty much, in, in a nutshell, Drake needs to mature. Like, he needs to, he needs to, he mat- needs to grow up. Yeah, Get he off needs the to milk. mature in his content because he's older now. And he was like, you know what I mean? Like, you talking about I, stuff I stand that- with J. Cole. <laughs> no, 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 Joe Budden said this. Oh, I stand with Joe Budden. <clears throat> and so, yeah, he was like, you know, Drake, you know, Drake needs to mature. Which then Drake came back, like, for those that don't know, like, you know, Joe Budden. Joe Budden had a popper the song in the early 2000s. He had Pump It Up. Okay, I don't stand with Joe Budden. <laughs> okay, yeah, so Drake. Drake went on on Instagram and was like, you know, Joe Budden is a failure. He, he failed at music. Dang. And, you know, how can he critique, you know, me? Pretty much I'm this big successful person. How can he critique me on being successful and making hits when he's never done this? When he's never done, been able to do what I've been able to do. And while Drake has had immense success, like he sold a bunch of records, um, singles-wise, really he's been the king of this streaming era since streaming was conceptualized. Drake has literally been at the top of the top. But um, kind like when it first came out, I was kind of like, oh man, he going at Joe Budden and saying this stuff, and I thought it was interesting because I've really never seen Drake like you know Drake hasn't really like bit back at people. But now, like after a couple Drake of days, go off. yeah. But now, after a couple of days of really just sitting with it and thinking about it, I actually kind of, I, I actually kind of side with Joe Button. Okay. Like, Dr- I, t- I stand with Joe Button again. Yeah. Like when you really think about it, it's it is it is honestly it's honestly what he said. Like Drake's musical content and what he's creating, like the subject matter, it really hasn't it really hasn't evolved. As a matter of fact, it's devolved. Um, when Drake first came onto the scene, um, like the first time I started listening to him, this was back in like 09, 09, 08, um, when he had like comeback season. And if you listen to comeback season, 
Like, a lot of people say, like, oh, this is, like, the music that Drake is making now, a lot of people say, like, oh, Drake was always like that. But he really wasn't, because in comeback season, even even on that even on that project, you can hear him talk about his influences, which used to be Little Brother. And Little Brother is a rap group consisting of Fonte. Um, Ooh, all this name and, soup. This is name soup. <laughs> well, the, it was the producer, Ninth Wonder, Fonte, and Big Pooh, right? Um... But they were like, a, I wouldn't call them like a conscious rap group, but they had just they just had actual subject matter they were talking about. They were dope lyricists, and so Drake was really heavily influenced by them to where he tried to make like he would make you know songs like Replacement Girl and stuff for the women and stuff like that. But he would also be rapping and like trying to make thought provoking music. And ever since then, like, and ever since he's gotten successful, he's just kind of regressed and he's just making like. He's making like kid party music, which I mean, <laughs> there's no problem with that. Dang. Yeah, there's no problem with that. But it's like some of the stuff he's talking about is just like, bro, what are you talking about? And why and why it's just that why it gets to that point is because Drake is 37. Like maybe Drake will invite us on his podcast to like discuss Drake, our thoughts. Like Drake is about <laughs> like Drake is about to be 40, right? Got a five year old kid, and he's still talking about uh, like this, like this man gave Rihanna, uh, uh, like Rihanna and ASAP Rocky, like a little diss shot on his on his album, like for what? And he made like a little sneak shot as if like Rihanna was walking around here like talking about something. Like, wouldn't ain't nobody been, you know, bothered by this guy or said anything about this guy, or whatnot? And here he goes like talking about Rihanna. Another thing too, I really have doesn't like that Drake has been doing over like the past couple of years is like just the random shots that he's been taking at women. For no reason, especially specifically like black women. Like first he did it with Megan Thee Stallion. Um, he made a little like cheap shot of like, you know, with the tor- whole Tory Lanez thing or whatnot. Now on this album, he's doing the, you know, taking just random shots at Rihanna. Didn't he make, take a shot at uh, Vanessa Bryant too? Oh uh, yeah, that was yeah, but that was back. That was back in the he day. He was still taking shots. He always been a shot taker. Yeah, well he he was very misinformed and Kobe and Kobe packed him right up after that. <laughs> <laughs> packed him right up after that. But anyway, I like I think the best thing for Drake, he did announce that he's taking a break from music. He said he's taking a break from music for his health reasons, and it'll be like maybe like a year or a year and a half. And I think that this is the best thing that he can actually do because. This is going to actually give him time to step away from the music bubble, you know, the music scene and actually start living life. You know what I mean? Having more life experiences. I think the problem with Drake is that Drake has literally been on a 10 year run where he was literally putting out something almost every year, you know, without stopping. So he's always been on tour. He's always been in the studio. He's always just been around limelight. And so I think that this will do him some good to step away from just the whole music scene. Hopefully, this is what he does in this year and really just gain experiences. I think that's why, like, when you think about his contemporaries, like a Kendrick Lamar and a J. Cole, what makes him so thought-provoking, especially Kendrick's last album, Kendrick took five years off. Five, a a whole five years off, then had another kid, then, you know, potentially got married, you know what I mean? And has just been experiencing life, going through therapy, going through life. Yeah. And he came back and put out an actual album talking about those experiences that he had in life and it became art. So, um, like I said, I, I mean, I'm not a, hopefully I don't sound like a Drake hater because like I said, I'm actually a Drake yeah, he fan. Lo- he likes Drake. But bruh, this album wasn't it, man. This, the only, the only thing I'm spinning the block about again is that first person shooter 
And it's only because of J. Cole's verse, to be quite honest. But anyway, enough about Drake. Now, what I really want to get into my... I'm rolling. Yeah. <laughs> what I really want to get into about my lifestyle section is Kevin on stage, uh, friend of the pot. I love Kevin on stage. Friend of okay. the pot. Um, what does friend of the pot mean? Meaning like he's a... He, you know, he that's the homie. Um. <laughs> oh my! I just I'm under the covers right friend now. Friend of the y'all. pod, Kevin on stage. He's he's don't invited. Never, don't you ever say he, that again? He's invited in this podcast space. You know, if he whenever he whenever he's ready to come up here and 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 you know, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> but anyway, he had posted something. He had posted a one's got to go challenge, right? Which I thought was just very. It was a, this is a very good one because the responses I was just like, people really don't know music. Okay, so the ones got to go challenge. It was one has to go in all their music. Well, first the original one was there was Beyonce, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, and Prince. Beyonce, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, and Prince. Yeah, one has to go in all of their music. Prince, because I, I don't know a single song oh of his. Oh my gosh, no! Baby, it's not gonna be Beyonce, <laughs> because people love Beyonce, and I love Beyonce's songs, even though I wouldn't go to her concert. Okay, well let me. Michael before, Jackson. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you even go further, so anyway, that got revised. That those four people, it actually got revised, and Kevin on stage took out Beyonce because most people felt like Beyonce was the easy out. What? So anyway, they yeah, Beyonce was definitely of them three, and I'm gonna get into it. Beyonce was the easy out, but anyway, they interchanged Beyonce out with Stevie Wonder. So now the one has to go in all their music is Stevie Wonder, Prince, Michael Jackson, and Whitney Houston. Prince. Okay, uh, so you're fitting in with. The most of America. And oh, good. Yes. No, I mean not not most of America. You're I'm fitting with in, the average. Yeah, you're fitting in with like average people. But and I'm gonna That's tell good. you, I'm gonna tell you why you're fitting in with most average people is because you don't know Prince. Yeah, I sure. And don't. It, and it really and I shows. don't want to know about it. Now here's the thing. Now I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you who has to go in my opinion of these four people of out of Stevie Wonder. Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, and Prince. One has to go we in all know of their who music. You gonna pick. Who am I gonna pick? None of them. No, no, I'm picking somebody. And he's gonna pick. He's gonna pick Whitney Houston because men be hating on women. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny, but you right. Dig, yeah, dig, I told dig. you. I Hold told on. you. It, they be hating on women. No, it ain't because I hate on women. Let me give. Let me. They be let me, hating let on me, women. Let me go ahead and just digest this. Let me. Let me let you digest this for the next like three minutes or so. Whitney Houston, I'm going to say this. Whitney Houston is the greatest vocalist of all time in my book. Like, there's nobody else walking the earth that probably will ever have a voice like hers. You know what I mean? Like, she is literally the standard of trying to reach, you know, vote. Like, she's literally the MJ when it comes to getting in the booth and, and having a vocal performance. She's great. She's an icon. I'm not taking anything away from her. And she should not be taken Hold off on. the list. But the question is, one has to go in all of their music. Most people are saying Prince because they don't truly understand Prince. If you know music, and if you're a musician yourself, then you know that Prince Rogers Nelson is a musician's musician. There has been so many people and so many musicians that have been inspired by the music that Prince has created. 
And that is why they are the people that they are now. I'm talking about like some of your favorite producers, like the Pharrells of the world and, you know, the Bruno Mars and the Miguel's and people like that. And we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that song. He's crazy. And why? Hold on, hold on. With somebody. Hold on, hold on. And so why now why I'm saying why I'm saying that is because, like I said, Prince, I mean, hit like a lot of people are unfamiliar with his catalog, but this man, he could not he would not only just sang you down, but he could pick up a sang guitar. You like, down. He could pick up a guitar and get behind a piano and write his own music. Gotta go. Bye right, bye. Hold Prince. on, hold on. Write his own music. Whitney Houston's biggest song ever, the one you're singing right now, isn't even her own song. That's okay. That's She's... a cover. It's a it's a cover of Dolly Parton. Good for and her. And then and then other than that, other than that, how about I want to dance with somebody? Hold on. Other than that, Whitney Houston has just always had you know writers. Whether it was L.A. Reid, whether it was Babyface, whether it was you know uh, Michael Masser. Like, she just had a bunch of writers. But here's the really one key thing for a lot of people that don't know um, Prince's catalog. Have you ever heard of the album Purple Rain? Have no. you ever had a Purple Rain before? I have heard of Purple Rain. I have not heard the song, though. Okay. You've, you've heard Purple Rain before. You've heard the song before. Is it, but, is it that that annoying song? Purple Rain! Purple... That one? Yeah, you so you've heard it before. Oh, But God. hold on, hold on. Bye-bye, Prince. But Good you've night. Heard, but you've heard of the album Purple Rain before, right? Rest in peace, You've heard sir. of it. Give me one. Give me one. Whitney Houston's album title. I will always love you, Whitney. No, that's a song. Whitney. Okay. Okay, Whitney. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So, for all my listeners, without googling, give I me. I didn't even have to Google that. <laughs> but that's just that's cheating. That's how just that? saying. Look, you just said Whitney. You see how men do us women? Well, because they just treat Whitney, us wrong. Well, Whitney doesn't. Have, Whitney doesn't. How about I? Every woman, come on, she got some jams. Yeah, but that's not on. That's not on the Whitney album. That's yeah, what I'm saying. But like you're, you're sickening. Well, I'm first sick. off, the Whitney album, it wasn't. That wasn't a commercial success. Whitney didn't really get popping until really after that album. She was still a great vocalist. I'm saving all my love for you. Anyway, on, I hung, this girl just trying to sing. But anyway, Whitney, back to my back to my argument. Bye bye, Prince. You gotta let us know in the comments. Is it bye bye Prince or bye bye Whitney? I know but, you ain't still going on your argument. Yeah, like I said, back to my argument. You beating this the, argument up. Yeah, like when I think of somebody that actually like shaped music, the way that music has changed. We talking about like at one point in time, this man was pitted against the Michael Jackson of and people lost. trying to of people trying to figure out like. Dang, who who you know who's the better one? Who's the better no, one? Nobody ever hold thought on, Prince was better. Of like, who's the better one? Who's the better one? Like Prince, like I said, he's just a musician, musician, and there's just so there's so much there's so much stuff in hip hop. There's so much stuff in a lot of other genres that you're not even aware of that people are sampling Prince or people are sampling some of the stuff that he did. The you know just the if risk I'm not that aware of it, that take. means it wasn't good. No, 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 it's good because you're not aware of it. But the people making music, they're listening to this and saying, "Man, this was gold." How and many pe- to- out of Americans? How many people are making music? We going with the average, sir. Yeah, but even even I'm like average. I said, even the I average, represent your even average, the average American. I think that even if you act like I said, and here's my final point. Back in the day, even when your parents was playing like music in the house, like on a jukebox or something like that, and never played a Prince. Hold on, song. hold on, but a never. record player. Hold on, but a record player. I guarantee you, your parents have spun the block 
on either a Purple Rain or a 1999 Morris Day in the Time with, with Prince. They spun that full album, Let It Go With No Skips, more than they have just put a Whitney Houston album on. My mom, let that go. my mom literally played, my childhood consisted of Whitney Houston, Tony Braxton, uh, Faith Evans, um, Shania Twain. She got to throw Shania Twain in there. That and oldies, oldies, like the Motown oldies and jazz music. It never consisted of no weak prints. If you, I, Girl, I please don't take, say Prince is weak, please. I, I, I need to take You're my mama. You're embarrassing me. And, no, you embarrassing me. Oh, my gosh. I need, to, I need to ask my mom if she even listened to Prince, and I guarantee you she's going to say something funny as heck, and I'll share the next time what my mother says about uh-huh. it because she's, you know, I get my funniness and my stunningly good looks from her. Anyway, like I said. Anyways, we're about, we, like we said, Prince got to go. No, we're talking about, like I said, we're talking about music, just music in general. Prince Prince is that we're guy. We're talking about moist. And I hope that you guys, and I hope that you guys, if you don't, if you're just making this guess and making this choice because you don't know his catalog, please go back and listen to his catalog, starting with albums like Purple Rain or 1999. And it'll put you right to sleep. Good night. Anyway, if you love music <laughs> and if you know music, you know that Prince is that guy. But like I said, I'm not taking nothing away from Wendy Houston. Like I said, she's an icon. She's a legend. Greatest voice of all time or whatnot. But... You know, she just has iconic songs where Prince has had iconic albums. We know, you know, what that I mean, and men have do not like women. and have shaped and has <laughs> shaped, you know, the way at least for me, the way that I experience music, the way that I enjoy music, he's totally shaped that. There's nothing that Whitney Houston has really done in that regard, other because he's a man. No, other than just sing well, like she's she can just sing well. But Prince, Prince was the total package. I'm just sick, the total guys. Package. I'm sick, and I'm so deeply embarrassed. Oh this, my gosh! This well, man. <laughs> this has been the Crafted Podcast. Um, let us know who your choice is. Obviously, Whitney. one has to go, and all of their music: Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, stay. Whitney Houston, and Prince. And bye really, bye, Prince. really think about this. Bye bye, Prince. Um, but we just we thank you guys for listening to us. Um, we just thank you for just tuning into our podcast every week and um, just supporting us. You know, we don't want to take you guys for granted. Um, so just go ahead and, you know, leave us a comment. Leave us um, some feedback of how we're doing. Maybe some topics you want to hear. Um, just let us know. Um, we'll catch you guys next week. And as always, God bless.